My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. I am so excited for this episode. We're going to be doing a little Q&A. I asked my stories um, about a couple hours ago. If you had any questions, and I'm going to answer so many questions today, I feel like I'm due a good Q&A. But before we get started, I randomly just started feeling really anxious, like right before I started pressing the, um, or I just pressed the record button. Like I just felt a wave of anxiety for some reason. I think it's because I just went on my emails and I got this annoying email and it's a Sunday. I'm not supposed to be looking at my emails today. Um, And I want to be in a good state before we record this podcast or I record this podcast. So with you now, I was going to do this alone, but I thought, why not do it with you? Let's do like a mini meditation, a mini, mini meditation. You can be doing whatever you're doing right now except if you're driving or just using heavy machinery. (laughs) Maybe don't, maybe skip over, but let's just do a mini like one or two minute meditation. And if you're, if you're walking, if you're cleaning, if you're just doing kind of some miscellaneous activity, do it with me. I just feel like it will help us get into a different state and it only takes a few minutes. So why not? Let's just do it. See how it goes. So just focusing on your body for a moment, focusing on your breath, on your heart beating, getting out of your head and just feeling your body. It's an amazing way to get out of your head, feeling your body with no judgment, with only love and compassion towards yourself. And as you take a big deep breath in, just feel your ribs expand, your lungs fill with nourishing oxygen. And sigh as you let out the air from your lungs. (sighs) Feeling your body, maybe putting your right hand over your heart, whatever you're doing, left hand over your belly and just feeling that beautiful body of yours for a moment. Appreciating it for one moment, coming back to it for one moment. Acknowledging that you can change your state at any given moment. It is fully up to you. You are bigger than your anxiety, than your stress than your uncertainty, you're bigger than any weird emotion you may experience. Now with your right hand, if it's over your heart, just push down a little bit more firm. Feel safe with yourself. Let your heart feel safe. Let your body feel grounded. You're right here, right now. 
and you're exactly where you need to be. And you can handle anything that life throws at you. You really can. You are so much stronger than you think. Your best self is within reach at any given moment. So before we finish this mini meditation, envision the version of yourself that you'd like to be right now, the best you that there is. Who is that? You don't even need to be that specific. Just what does it feel like being that person? What kind of energy do you feel when you think of being that person? And just invite it in. Play with this a little bit. Invite it in. And as you take a big deep breath in, bring that energy into your body, that future you energy. Bring it into your body. And as you exhale, let go of anything that isn't aligned with that version of you. You're in control and you're safe and you are responsible for what you create in your world. So be the best you right now. One more time, breathe in your future self energy. And exhale out anything that is no longer you. Wow, that was a good five minutes. I didn't realize how quickly that went by. So I hope you feel better. I don't know how you were feeling before this, but even if you were feeling fine, it's a nice little pick-me-up. I feel a lot better and I'm really excited to start this episode now. It's funny because when I guide meditations, I really do it for myself as well. Like I feel like it nourishes my soul at the same time and it's like my higher self guiding me through it for everyone. So yeah, I feel a lot better now. All right. So should we officially get into the episode? I have my questions here. And I haven't even looked at them yet. I'm just going to go through them and just answer. All right. Dream life timeline. Kids, retirement, etc. That is a big question. I definitely want kids. I definitely want an amazing, beautiful, big family. That is something I really want. And something my partner, Ben, and I are very aligned with. Um, but... Not yet. We have a lot of life to do before kids right now in our personal, you know, our personal life. Like we, we have a lot of goals we want to achieve before having kids. And I don't think I'm ready yet, but when I am, it's going to be incredible. And I know it. So I'm 24 right now and Ben is 29 and I kind of don't want kids till I'm like 30. Like that's kind of my, maybe even 31, 32, 33, like I have a lot that I want to do and I know you can still do it with kids, but there, there's a lot that I want to do in a selfish way. And, you know, I, I see the beauty of having a family and don't get me wrong. My ovary is definitely 
they they definitely have the tingles when I see babies and I I love kids. My ovaries are like I need one right now when I have when I'm in the same room as a kid. I love kids. But I actually don't think I want one until later on and the reason is I want to be selfish for a bit longer and that's the biggest thing about having children you know you have to just put them first you don't come first anymore for a long time and it's a beautiful experience and I'm again I still really want it forever Um, and I always have and I think I always will want kids but I just I don't see a rush right now I really don't see a rush we're living our best lives. I have so much I want to create from a career perspective, from a travel perspective. You know, like we want to do some crazy fun traveling over the next five years. We want to go to crazy, incredible places and, you know, build our dream home and like do all these big things. And of course, it's all possible with babies. But when I when I have kids, my vision with it is that I'm home. I don't really need to work a lot because I've created this business that can, you know, that's self-sufficient, that people are hired to do all the work and I'm just there making the big decisions and um, I don't need it. I, I want to be in a place where I'm in- incredibly financially secure. Um, I'm I'm financially secure now, but I mean like a lot more. Um, and I, I don't really want to be in that building phase of my career. That's just a personal choice. People do it either way. I'm just saying because I have the time. I'm 24. You know, I, I think I, I don't want to. There, there's no reason for me to rush things right now. And I want to be selfish for a bit longer. Like I think this is a really beautiful time in my life. And I want to just savor all of these different milestones and moments that I'm currently going through. But again, <laughs> I get the ovary tingles when I see babies. I just want one. And I think a puppy will fill that void in a couple years, um, hopefully. And then a couple years after that, then we'll then we'll talk about the baby thing. And yeah, it really seems like Ben and I will be together for a very long time. So that's a thing that I'm looking forward to as well. And we talk about it. So it's an open thing in our relationship. Like we've been together for three and a half years and we've spoken about everything. You know, it's it's kind of at that point now where we, we understand we have a, a similar vision for the future. When it comes to like retirement and stuff, like I actually haven't really thought about that. I don't really like resonate with that word for some reason. It, it's just like, I don't know, I've never really thought of it. Like I want to be doing something that I can do for a long, long time and not really need to retire. And I also think that like my personality, I won't want to like not do anything. I like doing stuff all the time. I like having projects and goals and, you know, I don't think of retirement, but my big goal is to really blow up my business in the next five years and be able to work just on things that I, and I I already kind of only work on things that I like to do, but I really want to be at the point where like, I really can say no to things, um, and not feel like I ever need to make any money ever again because I have it all, but I'm just doing things out of just pure love for it. I think I'm going to write a a lot of books in my life. I think that's something I'm going to do for sure. 
we'll see. You know, I, I really just don't, I don't know. And I think I have like a big vision plan, but I also just like I'm leaving a lot of room for what I decide in the future because things change all the time. I have a vision and a goal of what I want to feel in the future. I want to have just an absolutely extraordinary life and and live in extraordinary places and have a few different homes around the world that I absolutely adore in all of my favorite cities. And, you know, I, I want to live a different life. I want to live a very different life and do really cool stuff and help a lot of people and like just impact the world. Impact is a big motivator for me. So that's what I think. Um, all right, let's look at some more questions here. Okay. When did you realize you wanted to teach people how to be their best self? I didn't really like come to a realization (laughs) about that. Like it was more just like I went through a really big transformation myself and the old me was just so deeply unhappy and hated my life and I had an experience of personal development over, you know, big experience that I don't know if experience is the right word, like breakthrough. I had a big breakthrough of my personal development at around 18. And after I saw what this transformation could do, I wanted to talk about it because there were so many people that were stuck like I once was. And I tried everything. The only thing that worked was what I was, you know, doing that I hadn't really seen too often like this mix of many different modalities I guess you could say so I just started talking about it and it's you know when it started helping people that's when it started getting a bit more addictive because it was like wow you know that person just messaged me this like long beautiful letter and they were telling me how I've like changed everything about their life and I don't even know this person like how crazy is that so that started becoming really cool and then honestly it's just like it's this is the authentic thing I need to be doing in my life like I have found my authentic path and I can honestly say that with so much certainty like this job is is what I'm meant to be doing I have no doubt about it zero I am meant to be doing this and I feel like I'm really good at it and I've gotten amazing feedback from it and it's helped thousands of people at this point my meditations um on mini method soon to be another name but stay tuned on that and um yeah you know it wasn't just a one realization that I that I realized this is what I wanted to do in my life but it was just an accumulation of things I had to go through a lot of experiences to get me to this point I had to go through a lot of serious lows in my own life to to understand and relate to the people that have those same lows now So yeah. All right. Before I get to the next question, I do want to quickly tell you about one of my favorite health supplement brands. You guys have heard me talk about this amazing company many times before, and I'm very, very blessed to have them as one of the sponsors for the podcast, Organifi. Organifi is incredible. It is a brand that has so many amazing, delicious tasting, all natural organic superfoods that I truly use every day 
My favorite products from them are the red juice powder, the green juice powder, and the vegan protein powder. And these are all super high quality and give you such a great energy boost. My favorite is the red juice powder. It's basically this like gorgeous, delicious, (laughs) I don't know why I said gorgeous, but like the color is really beautiful. It's like this deep red and it's this delicious drink that you mix up. Like you mix a scoop of the powder with icy water and I have it with my glass straw in my mason jar and I don't know why but like that whole combination of like having it with a glass straw it's just really delicious for some reason but um no it's it's a it's a really great nutritional booster and they're all natural and organic and they actually give you such an energy boost and I've been cutting down on my coffee for the past few months so it's really nice in the afternoon to just have a little pick-me-up that doesn't make you crash and it's really yummy and then in the morning sometimes I'll have the green juice powder and it's essentially like making a green juice at home but without the mess and there are so many nutrients in there so I like using that because I don't have a juicer and I think it's just so annoying to clean up a juicer I know there are so many benefits to that but this is like my side door (laughs) using the Organifi green juice powder and then last but not least in my smoothies I've been using the vegan vanilla protein powder which is delish I use these products myself and that's why I'm recommending them to you and you guys can get a discount. I think they've raised the discount to 20%. If you use my link, it's in the description of this podcast. If you don't want to go to the description of this podcast, you can also just go on your phone or computer and go to Organifi.com forward slash Mimi and Organifi is spelled with an I at the end. So Organifi with an I at the end forward slash Mimi for a big discount and you can shop my favorite products there. So back to the episode. This is how (laughs) raw I am now, apparently. No, no editing in this episode. Um, okay. So, wow, there's so many good questions here. Okay. Daily productivity hacks or tips that you use. Thank you. So I've posted about this before. I actually haven't posted about it in a while. So some of you guys may not know, but my favorite productivity hack is in the morning in my morning routine, I write down like part of my morning routine is that I write down everything that needs to get done that day. And then I put it on a post-it note with like a little box to check off next to it. And then I put that post-it note on my water bottle that I carry around with me all day. So I can constantly be looking at what I need to do and what I need to get done And it's great because it reminds me, I think the biggest reason why people stop being productive or forget about things that they need to get done that day is because they're just not reminded of it. You know, in the morning, you're like, I'm going to get this, 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 and this, and this done. And then by the end of the day, you're like, oh my God, I got nothing done. And it's because you just don't remind yourself and you forget. (laughs) That's my take on things at least. So that's like a huge productivity hack. You can also like put the post-it note on your mirror in your bathroom if you're working from home. So you see it every time you go to the bathroom and you can also have reminders on your, on your phone calendar. Um, I'm really, really happy though that my incredible assistant now kind of manages my calendar. So she puts things in for me. So it's really good for me, but, um, I haven't had her for a long time and I made do without, um, so I'm just saying if you don't have an assistant, I think most people don't, um, you can still be productive and plan your calendar in the morning and just make sure it's all put in. I think just writing it down and just reminding yourself is a great tip. Okay. So this is very sweet. So many nice messages. Do you think you can be successful in an oversaturated industry? 
Yeah, but you got to be yourself. So you have to do things that are a little bit more unique than following the crowd. Um, yeah, of course, you can be successful in any industry. There are people that boom in oversaturated quote industries all the time. You just need to have really amazing content and be super unique and take a few risks, I would say, like stand out. You know, I always think just being a little bit different always really helps. What's your favorite go-to for sweet cravings? If I'm like not hungry and just craving something sweet, I'll have a Zevia. It's those like Stevia sweetened um, pops that are like healthy. So I actually have so many Zevias. I love Zevia. But if I'm like properly wanting like food, I'll have dark chocolate. I love Hugh Kitchen dark chocolate. Love, love, love. Or I'll have like some coconut milk ice cream that we get from a local coconut guy here in the Bahamas. Um, yeah. Um, do you believe you can achieve ultimate happiness without your current boyfriend? Great question. And yes, I think the reason our relationship does so well is because we both have created our own individual happiness. I think in a relationship, the other person needs to compliment you, like not actually compliment you. Well, they should, but I mean like they should compliment your your lifestyle of being happy, but they shouldn't be the be all end all of your happiness. And I think that's actually a huge mistake so many people make. You know, they they rely on their partner to keep them happy, but at the end of the day, the relationship will only ever thrive and you'll only ever be truly happy if you're happy with yourself. So I would be happy with myself and live a great life with or without him. He enhances it in such an incredible way and I love him to death, but I would be happy either or. Well, don't get me wrong. Like I would be really upset if we ever broke up, but like, I mean, in general, like I'm not going to like have a crap life if I'm not with a guy. Um, I, It would be interesting to see how I'd be single now because I've only ever been with him um, since I've gone through my big growth, you know, like my biggest phase of growth, I've only ever been with him. So I've actually thought about that. Like, hmm, how would I be single now? Not that I want to be, but like just thinking about it, like I think I'd be so different. I like actually wouldn't date a lot of people. <laughs> my my standards like still so high. Like I really just don't know how I would, I, I don't know. I don't like, I don't, I don't like thinking of that. He's my baby. I love him. Um, okay. So tips to step away from a victim mindset as a very sensitive person. Oh, I feel you, my love. Coming from a sensitive person, I feel you. I think, it, you know, it's it's really just a habit. Like you feeling like a victim, it is a habit that you've just ingrained in yourself over the years. It's an instinct and a habit. So seeing that through a different lens, I think might help you like, And also just like using a lot of affirmations when you're writing, writing down how you're powerful and you're the owner of your life and you create your destiny. Like feeling more empowered is a great way to kind of change that victim mindset and catching yourself when you're feeling that way and just shaking up that pattern by noticing and changing how you're thinking in the moment. And it's going to take a few tries and you got to be persistent with it, but at one point you will change. You're going to notice. It's just really about the consistency. All right. Next question is advice for overcoming a weight loss plateau. Unconventional, but if you feel like you're doing everything to lose weight and you're still not losing weight, I would look at your 
inner self-image around your body and weight loss because your life is only ever going to be as good as your self-image. If you see yourself as someone that is not, you know, super fit and lean and toned and you're just, you don't have the self-image of someone who has the body that you want, it's really likely that you're never going to achieve that body. And if you do, you won't maintain it for long. Everything is in relation to your self-image. Money, relationships, body, happiness, self-love, worth, everything. So my unconventional advice for you would be to change your self-image around body. And that's through meditation. Honestly, meditation is the best way to do it. But specific guided meditations on the topic. And the only ones I've ever found that really, really help truly transform the way that you think is my meditations on Mimi Method, the ones for weight loss. They really go into your subconscious mind and change things around so you think differently about your body and about food. And that mental switch, you'll just start to notice that you're not obsessing over food as much. You feel happier in your body, which means that you're just creating a happier body in itself because you feel happier in your body and soon enough your body is going to thrive at the perfect weight that its healthiest version maintains and that's that's just a fact so I would really tell you that um you know so when Ben is your first boyfriend I love how these are all Ben questions when Ben's your first boyfriend do you ever wonder if he's the one if not what tells you he is yeah, like to be honest, like I've definitely thought about it. Like I've definitely thought, hmm, is he? Is he not? Like at points, but I really think he is. And I've go I've gone through moments of, you know, thinking, hmm, is it? Is it not? Like is like just full of transparency. But time and time again I always come back to the fact that we are such a good couple and we've grown a lot together. And he's so incredibly supportive and he's very different to me. But I also don't think I would do well with someone like me. <laughs> and we talk about this. Like one of the fights that we actually had recently is about just me needing more from him, more more passion or just more just intensity sometimes. And he's my grounded boy, you know, like he's passionate and romantic in his own way. But for me, I guess I was projecting onto him and looking for a standard that I myself can relate to that he didn't really understand because it wasn't really him. And I did a lot of thinking after that fight. Um, I went on a long walk and thought it through. And yeah, like, you know, I thought a lot about it. I was like, would I even do well with someone that is like really intense and like a bit more like me? <laughs> like, I don't think I would. Like, we do really well in the way that we mesh together. And I actually really do think he could be the one. Like, I I think he is. I, I just can't say anything for sure because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. People change all the time, but for right now, like I see a huge future with him and I know he does for me too. Um, I'm really, really happy with him. And something else I learned in that fight the other day is like, 
listen, you guys hear the standards I have with myself. <laughs> like I have very high standards and it's great because it gets me to do a lot and be a lot. But what you don't see is the standards that I have for myself that I never have reached. And they're sometimes deprecating, self-deprecating because it's like sometimes a bit unrealistic. And I've projected a lot of those unrealistic standards onto him. And I think the only time we ever get in really big fights about this is when I'm doing that. And this is my own realization. He's never said this to me. This is just me internally thinking. And I read this or I was listening to this podcast or a video or something on this. And it was talking about how people that have super, super high standards for themselves, how hard it is finding someone that matches that. And I'm just saying this, but Ben does match that like 99.9% of the time for me. But the guy said, he was like, are you like projecting your own like extreme standards that you have for yourself onto other people? Because if you can't even reach those standards yourself, like how can you believe that someone else is going to be out there that can reach some of these crazy standards of being like 100% perfect? And it made me think, I was like, wow, like look at everything else he is. Like sometimes maybe I wish he was a bit more intense because I love those like deep movie moments. But he really is a lot of the time in his own way. He's just not like as loud as like some people are in like North America. You know, like the people that are like loud. I don't know. He's British. So he's like a bit less loud, but like he's not, that's not him. But I also love that about him. He's, he's more grounding and like romantic in a very different way. And I was just, I fell in love with him so much more like after hearing that, because I was just like, you know what? Like a lot of this is about me sometimes and in the very few fights we have, like, well, no, we fight like a decent amount, but like the very few fights we've had about this topic, I mean, um, it's like, it, it's more about me and I'm always the one instigating it. So yeah, but I think at the end of the day too, you can also argue like if that person really isn't for you and you're trying to find a reason why they are and blame it on yourself that they aren't, that's also not good. I think with this kind of thing with relationships, you just really need to listen to your gut. Like, and also just like be kind and compassionate towards other people as well as yourself. So maybe he's not 100% perfect all the time, but like, I'm probably not either. (laughs) And if you look at it from like a big picture perspective, we're pretty freaking amazing. Like we live a very beautiful life together. We are incredibly supportive and he brings out so many beautiful sides to me that I've never knew without him. And he's really good at adapting and growing with me. And I think that just says something so, so special. And I can't see myself without him. I really can't. And I have never met anyone else like him. So that's where I'm at right now. And we love each other so much. Like I came back from my long walk after that fight and we just both looked at each other and we were just like, okay, we're, I love you so much. Like, I can't, we not do this. Like, and it was just, you know what? I'm going to read you a quote that I actually read and I screenshotted it the other day. I follow all these like, um, relationship expert therapist pages and, they did this one post and it was like, I read it when I was in this fight with him the other day and it said, let me look here. It said, happy couples are not very different from 
unhappy couples. They are simply able to make repairs to their relationship easier and faster so they can get back to the joy of being together. Happy couples are not very different from unhappy couples. They are simply able to make repairs to their relationship easier and faster so they can get back to the joy of being together. I read that twice just so you can actually listen to it and hear it. This Instagram account is the Gottman Institute. Gottman Institute. And it's really good. It's all about relationships. You guys should go follow it. Gottman Institute. Anyway, so yeah, like reading that, it's just like people, like my idea of perfection 24-7 that I've had since I was a kid like isn't always an amazing thing. It's really good in some areas to have a high standard and in all areas to have a high standard actually. But the the assumption that people can be perfect, including myself, including my partner, including my friends, it's, it is unrealistic. So there's a balance there. It's like to have your high standards, but then to also leave a bit of room for love and compassion. And I think I've been doing that really well lately for both myself, for my partner, in my whole life you know like I used to be way more intense like if you guys listen to like the first hundred podcasts you know I was I was still I've evolved so much like at that point in time I was a bit more like intense when it comes to perfection but I also don't think that's necessarily a bad thing it's just not something I want right now living with a bit of compassion is really powerful and like some people rock the perfectionism thing in an awesome way but then there's like, you know, there's a way it can be very detrimental too. So to each their own. But for me, I found that this is a really great way to live. It's that like beautiful in-between spot between, I always say that about things because it is, it's like, it's not one extreme or the other. It's like this beautiful in-between spot that you want to live in, in a lot of different, you know, areas. Like here, it's like the compassion and the standards and the striving. I also say this about living in the moment and wanting more in your future like don't just live in your future thinking about what you want all the time don't like just live in your past like live in the present moment and think about your future so that's what I like to say anyway it is a Sunday evening and I'm going to go cuddle up with my boyfriend and watch the OC that is my Sunday treat I hope you guys have had an amazing day or having a good day if you're listening to this earlier and I can't wait to yeah just connect with you guys even more I really am I'm falling in love with this podcasting thing again you know I've I've really committed to myself to be consistent again over the past month or so since the new kind of rebrand of the podcast and I feel really like I want to I'm more than ever in love with this kind of outlet because I really feel like the people listening to it just like know me you know and I don't know sometimes I just don't feel like that on other platforms but yeah so all is good I had a great trip in Miami past week um I went on a business trip to meet my new CMO and she's amazing and she's coming to the Bahamas the whole design team next week to really solidify the new visual identity and branding for Mimi Method 2.0 and it's looking like it's going to launch in June, the new app, the new name for the app. It's going to be the same content with loads more meditations added to it. And all current members are going to like automatically be on that platform. So it'll be good. 
but I am going to be raising the prices. So we won't get into that too much right now. And I'm going to give everyone warning. But for all current members, of, I always have to say this before getting into this. The pricing only raises for new members. All current members, they will never, ever, ever need to pay more than what they're paying right now. Um, because I just wouldn't want to do that. That's not something I feel aligned with. You know, technically, I could raise the prices for everyone, but it is not something I want to do. Everyone that is currently a member in Mimi Method and that sign up before the date that I launch the new app in the next like 90 days, you will have be grandfathered into the price that you signed up for. So I'll talk about it though before I launch the new platform, but because creating a whole new app from scratch and everything that's going to be added to it costs me a shit ton there is no way I can keep it at the same price but you guys I can't even wait it's going to be insane it's going to be amazing and I just I'm so pumped for you guys to see it so if you aren't a Mimi Method subscriber already and you want to try out my guided meditations you can actually do a seven-day free trial so you can first see if it's for you before committing completely to it and yeah you know sign up in the next couple months and you'll be able to be locked into this incredible low price um it's like under 50 cents a day or something right now but in the future it might be a bit well it will be a bit more um so yeah I'm really tired as you can probably tell I'm like zoned out I'm gonna post this right now and go cuddle with my boy bye guys <laughs>